Welcome to Passionate and Prosperous, the only podcast about creating success in your life and business by using your voice, gifts, and skills to do the work that lights you up, make money, and have massive impact in the world. This show teaches coaches, creatives, and service-oriented human beings how to trust in yourself and leverage your unique message, experience, and expertise to attract your ideal audience, create clients, and organically build your soul-aligned business. I'm your host, mindset and business strategy coach, Stacey Brass Russell, and I can't wait to help you to set yourself up for success and use your passion to create the prosperous life and business that you truly desire. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous. Today, I'm going to be talking about something that I think is so, 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 so important. It's so important that I just said so four times, which is knowing how to articulate and address the problems or pain points, as well as the desires and outcomes of your ideal clients. Now, you might be thinking that you already know that. You literally might be going, duh. I already know that. But here's the thing. I talk to people all day long, my clients, right? And anyone who's, you know, uh, working with me in any of my programs. So I've got numerous things. And actually, right now, I've got three programs happening, right? I have my, my my mastermind one-on-one. I have the Passion and Prosperous Academy, which those two things are always, you know, available. And at the time of this recording, I'm still teaching my summer. I, I put out a new course this summer called From Free to Fee, which is a course about how to create high converting free work uh, events like workshops, talks, challenges that lead to uh, outcomes that lead to people wanting to work with you and, you know, sign up and have discovery calls and whatever you want them to do next. So at any given moment, like especially right now, I've got you know, tons of people in my in my coaching world who I get to talk to and coach and, you know, um, help them to get their messaging more refined and make sure that the way that they're putting out, for example, opt-in pages and landing pages and um, how they're describing their events or what kind of content they're writing on social media um, and and what they're crafting and the emails that they're writing, you know, to promote or market their events. Like there's so much that we do in our businesses that is what falls under the category of like, you know, content, messaging, and then your content and your messaging are informed by your niche, right? So we've got like these three really important things <laughs> happening all the time, which is like niche messaging and content, right? So there's like the niche informs the messaging and the vehicle for the messaging is our content. I'm going to say that again because that's kind of cool, right? So our niche informs our messaging and the content is the vehicle for the messaging, Right. And so these are the these are three things that are always it's like gears 
you know, gears of like of a motor or something, you know, I'm picturing like like a clock or, you know, something that they have to kind of spin off of each other and they work together in order to create the outcome. So because I get to talk to people all day about their niche messaging and content, I know some of the struggles that come up for my clients, right? And that is, or maybe they don't even know what to struggle. I'm actually going to walk it back and say they don't know what to struggle or a problem or a pain point until, (laughs) until I come along. But what happens is I watch so many service-based entrepreneurs, service-based professionals, business owners, whatever you want to call yourselves, coaches, wellness professionals, um, you know, uh, entrepreneurs who are, who are in a business of helping other people, right, to get outcomes. What I see in here is a, is a lack of depth of how you're speaking to the people that you're trying to attract and call in, right? And we can use lots of different language for this. I can say what you're using to attract them, how you're speaking to them, right? I always try to say like all of our messaging and all of our content should feel like it's speaking directly to not just like an ideal client avatar, I don't even really like that phrase, but literally to like a person. Like when I write my emails or when I write social media posts or when I write sales pages, when I write opt-ins and landing pages, when I write anything, which is big part of what we do in our businesses is we create our content, even when I'm writing a training or a workshop, right? So everything that I do besides just be in the room with a client coaching them, right? Everything I do involves creating some sort of content, whether it's to market, whether it's to deliver and teach, right? Everything is content. And when I create content, I really try to speak directly to someone so that when you are on the receiving end of my shit, right? Just like, what am I doing right now? I'm recording this show, right? I'm literally sitting alone in my apartment, my producers in this virtual room with me, right? But when I'm recording these episodes, technically I'm alone, but I really try to give you the experience of that I'm speaking directly to you. And you know, a lot of times when I am recording, I'm picturing you. I'm picturing lots of you. A lot of you that like I work with already or that come to my events, I'm always thinking of someone in particular. And I think that that's a part of why my like my delivery comes across in a way that's relatable or that maybe makes you feel a connection to me or or does make you feel like I'm speaking directly to you. And That's what I strive for in all of my content, including when I write emails to my email list. I'm always thinking, I want this to sound like whoever opens it feels like I wrote it to them. And I think that way about everything that I create. And what I notice with many of the people who come to me, and here's what I'm going to say, 
this is how they come to me, but it ain't the way they leave me, right? Because a lot of the the people that come to me, when they first come to me, they are stuck in the land of sort of like generic, um, just kind of like these, these generic outcome land or generic pain point land where they're just sort of like naming these really big umbrella categories of suffering or pain points or problems that people have, you know, like anxiety or low energy or, um, you know, like just not not loving their experience, um, having no time, being overwhelmed, okay? And then same thing, like generic outcome land, you know, as if everyone's walking around literally thinking, you know, that they want you know, freedom and self-love and, you know, like happiness and, and unbridled joy, you know? And to me, these, the way that I just named those problems and pain points and the way that I just named those outcomes, it's just so generic. It's intangible and not easy to connect to or feel personal about or feel like you're talking to me. They're just sort of like categories of problems. And a lot of times when people come to work with me and I, and this is the work we begin with. I mean, unless somebody comes to me, which does happen where they, they already have an established business and now they're coming to me to scale, right? Because I am an expert at helping you to create much higher level content containers so that you can do like launches and event stacks and grow your email list. Or maybe you're coming to me to like get to your next level of visibility and you want me to help you to like really figure out what your podcast is or, you know, what your signature talks are. And, you know, so I I do have some people who come to me and, and they're with me because they're going to the next level. They've like just put out a book or they're writing a book or they're, you know, podcasting or they're go- going from six figures to multiple six figures. Um, and, and, and so therefore, those people very often are, have figured out more clearly how to articulate like what their niche is, who their niche is, their, the pain points and the outcomes and the things they really help their specific kind of clients get. But most of the time when people come to me, if they're not already at that six figure and beyond mark, this is what we begin with because there's no business. Like there's no way to have a business without this level of specificity, without this way of articulating and speaking about and addressing the very, very, very specific and particular pains and struggles and desires, desired outcomes that your super specific clients are looking for or are having and looking for the problems and the outcomes. And I really think, and this is such a sort of like meta, not meta like social media, but like meta, like high level way of thinking But I actually think that like what niche is, is it's when we get, it's, it's how we actually get more specific about the problems that we're experts at helping people solve in terms of like, who's having that problem 
right? And why? So here's what I'm going to tell you. Your niche is the subset or the specific way that the problems that your clients have are showing up for them and what's causing them and like what it really looks like in their life. Because when it comes down to it, there's only so many problems and we all have them. We all have some variation of the same set of problems because human problems are human problems. Human brain problems are human brain problems. Human body problems are human body problems. Now, you might not have all the problems, but what I can tell you is that every human being's problems are had by many, many other human beings, right? So if we were to think of the typical pain points, the typical struggles, the typical problems that coaches, wellness professionals, um, creative professionals that help people, you know, like get, get better outcomes with their, you know, as creatives, like people that teach people how to do things better or manifest their creativity, like, you know, the way I do, um, or any of us that are, that are basically like in, you know, in the business of helping to support other people to have what they want, to change what they want, you know, then basically the list of problems that we're all like, you know, that we're all facing or that everyone has are kind of like variations that everyone has, has some, some of the same ones. I'll give you an example. Like, obviously if you're a health coach, right? Like there's only so many health issues. Like everyone wants to, and again, I'm saying everyone, I don't mean everyone, but you're going to get what I mean. Everyone wants to lose weight. Everyone like wants to figure out how to like have a better body image. Everybody, you know, no one wants to do emotional eating. Everybody is overwhelmed. Everyone procrastinates. Everyone has stress. Everyone feels challenged by time management. Everybody wants to feel like they're living their purpose. Everybody feels like they're so busy. Um, everybody feels, you know, like they could improve their self-confidence or their self-worth or their self-esteem. Everybody struggles with boundaries. Everybody struggles with standing up for themselves or speaking, you know, up for themselves. Everybody struggles with having like amazing relationships. Everybody struggles with, you know, wishing that they were doing uh, something different than what they're doing, that they're, that they want to escape a toxic work environment or they're feeling unfulfilled or they're not liking their work and they want to do something else, but they're scared and they don't know how. These are like, these are the, these are just the human existence. It's like, it's the human conundrum, right? These are human problems that wide sections of the population experience. So, oh, I've left out like anxiety and, you know, like all of these things. So what happens is when you're a professional, you're a practitioner, you're certified, whatever you want to call yourself, you're, you're do a thing, right? And what happens is you know that those are problems that like, A, you've probably had yourself and maybe you've managed to like resolve or find solutions or you now know what to do, right? Like you know what to do about those things. And so now you're all excited to turn around and help someone else out with that, 
But you see, the the thing that makes a niche a niche is that any of those problems become more specific when we can identify why a particular individual is having that problem. Why is that problem a problem? Why is that person having that experience? And it has something to do with some logistics. It has something to do with something about their life or who they are. It could be something very physical, like a demographic. It could have to do with like their age, you know, in life or a time of life. It could have to do with their, with what kind of profession they're in. It could have to do with whether or not they're like a parent of a million kids or none. It could have to do with, you know, like what age time of life they're in, if they're in their 20s, their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, their 60s. It could have to do with, right? Like there's so many. It could have to do with if they're an entrepreneur or working corporate, right? It could have to do, all of these things are what start to make our niche our niche and make the way that the problems are presenting themselves or how they're interfering in a particular individual's life more specific. And now, same thing when it comes to outcomes and desires, right? I think everybody wants happiness. I think everybody wants freedom. I think everybody wants, you know, to have the lifestyle that they want. Every, I think everybody wants a lot of these, like, you know, big, I call them like big picture outcomes, right? Like, to be living the life of their dreams. But what living the life of one's dreams looks like is different for everyone. And that's what makes your niche your niche, right? Like if you're Stacey Brass Russell, living the life of your dreams is being 55 and still growing a massive business and having years more to come of impact growth, doing new things, there's so many things I've yet to do. I do want to work hard. I do want to have a seven figure company. I do want to like have like lots of, you know, things going on. Whereas someone else who's 55 is in the whole other mode. They're like literally eyeing retirement. Right. And so what freedom and fulfillment and happiness and whatever looks like and feels like to me is totally different than what it looks and feels like to someone else who's got a whole different 55-year-old life. I have friends that are grandparents and looking to retire, and I don't have children and I'm looking at another decade of like big work. So how could the same coach be right for me and right for the other person? I mean, that's not true. They could be the right coach. But the point is, is I'm not in the same niche as that other person that I just described. We are two totally different niches. We could be two 55-year-old women. But what defines us in our niche is not how old we are or what our gender is, but it's 
our problems and our desires. And they're very, very different because we want very different things. We're just different people and we're doing very different things. So ideally, I will work with a coach who really loves, gets, and supports thought leaders and, you know, uh, service-based entrepreneurs like myself that want to do big things and that want to have big businesses and that want to be really visible and that want to speak on stages and that and that want to write books and want to, you know, like do all of these things. I'm going to work with a coach slash mentor that can support me in those things because it's what she specializes in. And that's how I pick my coach coaches, right? Whereas somebody who's looking for something totally different in their life and their outcomes and desires and what they want to be doing and what they see for themselves, maybe they're going to work with someone who really loves supporting people around that because it's their experience and like, and they're real expert in it. And so when we are the ones offering the services, the practitioners, right? And what we want to do is market ourselves or promote ourselves or our businesses or our services, whatever, however you want to look at it. The way that we have to do that is by having something that we say, a way that we call in our specific people. Now, one way we can do it is we can describe them, right? Like I can say, hello, all you coaches, wellness professionals, and creatives who really want to have incredibly successful service-based businesses on your own terms. I'm calling you in. If you are, you know, if you are a passionate, heart-centered coach, like I could describe you like that. If you're a passionate, heart-centered coach who is looking to grow an organic business and you love, um, you know, uh, teaching and uh, sharing and you love connecting with people. And that's like what brings you the greatest joy is like having a business that involves other human beings. Um, and you are uh, soulful and spiritual. And um, you probably like to go to a yoga class. And um, what else about you do I want to make sure I'm calling you in, right? I could describe you. I could describe you like that. Or I could talk even more specifically to why I'm calling you in by saying, and I know that it's possible that because you, um, you know, do this like more esoteric work that's hard to define, that sometimes you feel like you've got some imposter syndrome. I bet you because you help other people, you sometimes struggle with the fact that because you know that you're not perfect and because you have struggles that you have a hard time sh like, like promoting that you can help other people. I get it. I get that like you are afraid of what other people are going to think if they, if you all of a sudden, after all of these years of doing your other career, 
pop out of a box and say, hey, everybody, I'm a this or I'm a coach. I get that that really makes you nervous and uncomfortable, right? So now I'm speaking really specifically to the pain points of the people. I get it. I get that like you just want to do the work that you do, but you don't know how to actually put it into the form of a business, no one taught you that. No one told you you were going to get out of your training, your your certification, or you were going to like, you know, the, this thing that everyone tells you you're so good at and you should just get out there and like and do this. And then you find out that like there's this whole other learning curve of like how to have a business and now you feel fucked, right? Or I could be talking to the outcomes. I know that you want to finally get to do the work that you love to do and get paid for it rather than sitting and being behind a desk or working for someone else or feeling like you're in a toxic environment or constantly feeling like you're putting all your best work out and it's for someone else's benefit. It's for their company. It's for their business. And yet everybody thinks that you own the business because you're so good at what you do, right? So these are like... These are outcomes, pain points that are so specific to the people I work with. And what I have been noticing is that the people that come to me are not getting, are not doing this yet. I'm going to say yet. And you might not be doing it yet either. And so what I want to like give you today are some tools to help you to get this deeper, when I was thinking about putting the episode together, I was thinking, I, I like, I kept picturing like, you know, okay, go deeper, go deeper, right? Like, and that's what I do with, with my clients when we're doing this work and we're like really getting, oh, 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 wait, I want to go back and finish what I was saying before. See, I, I knew I was going to get all like passionate on this episode and maybe like go off and forget what I was saying. Here's what I was saying before. So what is messaging, right? Messaging is how we speak to and call in the people that we're meant to be working with. And if we go with this sort of big generic like advertisements for like, you know, forever peace and happiness or, um, you know, like self-love or, um, you know, we go with like, you know, do you have anxiety, <laughs> you know, or like, do you feel overwhelmed? If we go with like all of these, like, like where we just call out those kind of generic things, we're, we're technically not speaking to anyone. Someone may go, yeah, I feel overwhelmed sometimes, but like, if there's nothing else in that, in that message that makes them feel like you actually are going to get them more than just like being generic, right? Because if someone's got a problem and they see you you post about it, for example, on social media, or they see or they hear you say what you do at a networking event or whatever, right? One thing that I want you to think about is that there's a good chance that they've already like tried stuff to solve their problem. There's a good chance that they've already like got bought something or tried something, um, you know, a do it yourself, whether it was a book or a course, or, you know, maybe they've asked, had the help from someone else, or they've tried this or they've tried that. And so the thing that you have to remember is that most of the time when people are 
hearing what we do or seeing, you know, us post on social media or, you know, however you put yourself out there in the world. So I know I keep saying social media. It doesn't have to be social media. But however you're putting yourself out there, I want you to think about the fact that someone who you would like to work with who has the problem that you're calling out in this big way, chances are they've tried something before. And if it didn't work and you're just speaking generically to their problem, the way their brain is going to work is their brain is going to go, yeah, but I already know that I'm not helpable. I'm not, my problem's not solvable. I'm different than everybody else. I, yep, I've tried other stuff. And so clearly the universe has really singled me out and has made me, you know, the, this person who has this problem that can't be solved. And you know that that's the way human brains work because I'm sure you've thought that yourself. I've thought it. So in order to get someone to hear or see a message, messaging that doesn't trip that wire, that doesn't already, you know, make them think, yeah, but that's not for me or she doesn't mean me or my problem's not solvable or I have a different kind of confidence issue or self-esteem issue or weight loss issue or health issue or mindset issue or, right, like, Everyone is thinking, but I'm the special exception, you know. And so what is messaging? Messaging is where we we eliminate that, that thought in advance for someone by speaking so specifically to the way their problem shows up or what outcome they truly want, something really tangible that it makes them, I call it perk up. It makes them look twice. It makes them open their eyes. It makes them get curious because it makes them go, wait a minute. Maybe she really gets me. Maybe she's actually talking to me because she got kind of specific there. So specificity in our messaging is really important. And it's, it's important in every aspect of our messaging and our messaging has, in, in Stacey Brass Russell world, seven different types. And I teach this in my courses and in my programs and at my events, right? So I've taught the seven styles of messaging. And what we're talking about, and so in any one of the styles of messaging, specificity So specificity in storytelling, specificity whenever we're sharing anything rather than speaking in generic terms, the more we can put details in, the more we can make it, you know, personal, make it specific, make it where someone could picture this, you know, this, this specific incident or this specific experience, the better. And so what we're talking about today specifically of all of these messaging styles, which now that I got you curious, are um, the uh, problems that we solve, the outcomes that we help people get, uh, our story, success stories of other clients, the how, like, you know, the, the, the how we actually help people get, like, so like tips or information, um, inspiration right? Things that just, you know, inspire, inspire people. Um, 
And uh, I think I wasn't planning on sharing all of this, so I think I left one out. Oh, and and mission-based, our mission. So I teach that there are these seven different, like, things that we need to be including in our messaging in order to cover all the bases to attract ideal clients. But what we're talking about today specifically is the pain point and outcome parts of our messaging. Because they're so directly related to our niche and they're so important for when we're creating valuable, valuable. I was going to say value-based and then I switched it to valuable and so it came into this weird merge. But when we're creating valuable content like our workshops, our talks, our programs, and then we want to call in the right people Speaking from pain points and outcomes is usually the number one most important part of our messaging. And so because right now I'm leading and teaching this course called From Free to Fee, which is how to deliver, how to create and deliver high converting free events as a strategy, right? This is what I teach as a strategy in my work. This is what kind of coach I am, in case you didn't know. I'm a strategy coach that teaches you how to strategize free value and content that leads to people wanting to pay you into your paid programs, right? And so when we are doing that, how do we attract people to attend our stuff and come to our stuff? It's that we've got to be speaking directly to them so that they know that they should come, that it's going to be worth their time because we're really going to be addressing a problem that they have today and that they could actually see some sort of, 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 of immediate result if they were to like join us, right? Or we're promising an outcome that, again, they would really like right now. Not ultimate freedom and happiness for five years from now, but something that they could literally show up to a one-hour workshop, talk, or event and walk away with value and a, and a sense of um, possibility where they're now picturing that the whole rest of the outcome that they'd really like could be possible. And the way that we call people into that content is by getting really clear about their pain points and really clear about their outcomes and desires. And to be honest with you, that's also like the foundation of how we create our signature transformational system or our signature programs. Because our signature system should be a transformational or an or a journey or a, um, a step-based process, whatever you want to call it, that we can articulate and outline to our ideal clients and show them how we're going to solve their problem. And so if they hear that we fully understand how the problem is showing up in their lives and they hear what outcomes we believe we can help them to get, and then they also hear that we have a very unique proprietary signature special um, system that we've created for them to go through to get from A to Z, then we're golden. So if our programs and our marketing and our messaging are all like kind of in that generic land promising like happiness and joy and freedom and, you know, loving yourself, um, or if we are just speaking to these big generic problems of health, energy, you know, weight loss, 
um, self-esteem, uh, you know, whatever, better relationships, having a career that you love, you know, having a business that makes, you know, that, that you love or whatever, um, we're going to attract the generic clients. And ev- that, that might there be someone in that generic clump of people that we attract that actually falls into the category of someone who wants our paid offer? Sure. But are we very potentially going to be attracting like a lot of people that we don't ideally work with and that we don't really get that excited to work with and that our program is not designed for? Yes. I'll tell you something really interesting that happened to me uh, lately or recently, which is, and I've talked about this on a couple of other episodes, but um, within the last few months, I I had, I, I was working with a PR agency to try to increase my visibility and get, you know, for this show, like to see if I could get, you know, new people um, to become aware of who I am so that they would want to listen to the podcast and come, you know, talk to me about joining the academy or even just come to all my free workshops and trainings because I do so many of them. And and I really trust that when people come to my stuff that like then if they're really meant to be like in my world or on my yellow brick road and they're really my ideal client, like it usually works, you guys. So um, so I worked with this PR firm and and we got some stuff. We got a couple of features and a couple of mentions and whatever. But here's the thing. The PR firm is great. I love them. These wonderful women. But I don't think that they were really getting like me the right exposure in front of the kind of people. Or it wasn't about the kind of people. It was that they weren't these articles, these mentions, these things we're not really making it clear like what problems I solve and what outcomes I help people to get. And I didn't have a lot of control over the media. And I was, I was positioned multiple times as a life coach. Now I am a life coach, but I'm a life and business coach. And if someone comes to me and they don't want or they're not looking for the business part and they're just coming to me for the life part. At this point in my business and in my career, I may not be the perfect um, pick for them because they're not technically my niche. And the kind of people that say yes to my programs and working with me want all of what I have to offer. And if someone comes to me and they don't need anything business related and they're just looking for a life coach, I now, in many instances, actually set them up with and refer them to one of the life coaches that work for me in the, you know, in the academy and that are great coaches. Um, so why am I sharing this with you? I'm sharing this with you because... I had firsthand, not like by my own like control, but I recently have had firsthand people booking discovery. This is why I wanted to bring this up. People booking discovery calls with me, 
getting on the calls with people. I do send out prep forms to find out a little more about people. But at the end of the day, getting on a couple of different calls with people who were not really my ideal clients because they were not called in by specificity. They were called in by a little bit too generic of a message, which I had no control over. It was what sort of was put out in the media. And therefore, that kind of creates um, not a big problem for me where I am in my business, but if it was you, it would be a big, or I'm not going to say if it was you, like you might have a big business if you're listening to this, but for some of you, it would be a bummer if you kept getting discovery calls with people and you talked to them and then at the end of the day, they didn't want to work with you or they, they, they didn't want to say yes to investing in your program because they actually were not an ideal client or that's not what they needed or not what they were looking for. And so the more specific you can get in your niche and messaging and marketing the more likely when you do get on calls with people and you do attract people into work with you or your programs or whatever, inquiries, consultations, whatever you want to call it, that they are the people that are looking more specifically for what it is that you really help people with. And I think that that's what we ultimately all want because there's nothing, first of all, if you're too generic, you actually get zilch, right? Like you get nothing or you get the people that are not really your ideal clients. And the more specific you get, as scary as it may be for you to feel like you're niching down and whatever, and at first you're like, but I can help everyone in the world and I don't want to eliminate anyone. I promise you that when you go deeper and you go down the levels, which is what we're about to talk about, of your messaging, you're going to attract ideal clients that are going to want to work with you. So when I'm talking to someone or helping a client figure out like the right language, articulate the right pain points, the right problem, whatever, I find myself very often like saying, go deeper. What would be the next level, right? If that, like, what would it look like if we solved that problem, you know, or what does it look like? How's that problem showing up for them in their everyday life? And we keep going deeper and down another layer and down another layer and down another layer until we're talking about how this problem is showing up in a very specific person's life. Now, some of this we're making up. Or we're not making it up like making up something that's ridiculous. When I say we're making it up, what I mean is we're making logical um, assumptions based on our experience and what we know about our niche and about the kind of people that we work with. So sometimes we can use a specific person that we know or have worked with or have talked to or know we need to work with. We can be thinking of them to get really specific about how these problems interfere with their lives, their pain points, right? Or we can just think about the kind of people we work with because we know them so well. And that's the other thing is whatever your niche is, whatever you're out there saying you help people with and do, 
honestly, it should be someone, your niche should be where you're like, I know her, I know him, or I know them so well. And sometimes that knowing of that person so well is because it's you too, but it doesn't have to be. Sometimes it's also that you literally do know this person so well because you're, because maybe you're surrounded by them. That was me, right? Like when I first became a coach, one of the reasons why I was so clear on like why I was becoming a coach and who I was like meant to serve was because I was around my yoga students all the time, talking to people every day about their health and their lives. And by the time I became a coach, I was like, man, I know exactly what these people need. I know exactly how these pain points are showing up in their lives. And I know exactly what they want. I know them. I know them so well. I know why they're in their own way. I know what is, I know what their obstacles are. I know what's keeping them from getting the outcomes they want. I know why they're always feeling confused, right? I knew all that because I knew these people. And I actually don't think that you can have a niche that you pick out of thin air because I think that in order to be great at what you do, you need to feel like you know these people. Now, I am going to say something about coaching. Coaching you do not have to know all of that about a person to be an amazing coach for them. What we're talking about right now is marketing. So I believe that if you are great at what you do and talented and skilled, that you can work with anyone. I really do believe that. I'm not saying that everyone has the same ability or capacity to get the same outcomes, right? Like right now I have, um, uh, there's a woman in my community who's currently taking my current course from free to fee. And she's a voice, she's a voice teacher. She's been coming around to my stuff for a couple of years. And I think of her a lot when I'm making, you know, content or episodes. Cause I love that. She's not, I love that she's not a coach, but she actually works with like the voice. And, you know, I'm a singer, my whole you know, background in life is as a singer. And I know that like you can be an amazing voice teacher, but you can't make someone have a great voice. Like you can't, like there are certain things that like just are what they are. Not everyone's an amazing singer, right? So she can't get the same outcomes for every person, but she can be the voice teacher for anyone. Whether or not anyone can get like, the same outcomes that the answer to that is probably no, but could she be a voice teacher for everyone? Yes. Now, if she was marketing herself and promoting herself or creating content or workshops, and she just said, I'm a voice teacher. I can help you sing. I can help everybody sing, right? Or I can solve your problem of feeling like you're straining your voice Okay, like if she was just being really generic, she would attract, she could attract anyone that felt like they wanted to take a voice lesson. But if she was really specific and said, I work with uh, people who want to 
use their voice uh, to express their, you know, their creative selves and um, uh, and be able to sing uh, on stage, you know, uh, you know, something like that. She got much more specific about the desires of her clients. Um, she would potentially attract a, a specific kind of person, right? And so she could meet someone who said, I'm looking for a voice teacher. And she could say, I'm a voice teacher and they could work together. But in the absence of that, if she's trying to call in ideal clients, she's not going to be generic. She's going to say who she works with and what she really specializes in helping people to do. So being able to articulate the pain points and how they show up in your ideal client's life is something that you must work on. And being able to articulate the outcomes that your clients want in a way that they can relate to is also really important. So I'm going to introduce to you a concept that I teach and use in the academy, in all of the work that I do, and I make it, I call it PTR for short. And what PTR stands for is physical, tangible, and real. So here's the thing about emotions and feelings. They're not physical, tangible, and it's hard to say whether or not they're real. Because what we know about our human brains is that they make up stories and they have a lot of potential issues with some limiting beliefs, our belief systems that need to be upgraded, right? were shifted. Um, and everything that has to do with like how we feel, how I feel is subjective. What makes one person feel one way makes another person feel a different way. There's no way to codify that and, and guarantee how someone's going to feel from, from, from working with you. It, you you literally can never know what makes someone feel a certain way or what conjures a certain emotion. And therefore, it's a really, really tricky territory and slippery slope if you base your business on helping people feel a certain way. And this is what I see so many coaches and business owners doing when they first come to me is that they're saying that they help people feel a certain way. And I am here to tell you that you have no control over how someone feels. The only thing that determines how someone feels is how they respond to the circumstances of their own life. And the only control that anyone has over the circumstances of their own life is in the actions that they take and the choices that they make. So I'm going to say this again. We have no ability to guarantee how someone's going to feel. If they're going to feel light, free, loving, um, grateful, sad, happy, fulfilled, complete, seen, heard, Loved, did I already say loved? Um, 
successful, um, uh, you know, like they made it, wealthy, (laughs) enough, feeling like they're enough. All of these things that I just said, you have no way of guaranteeing that you can help someone feel any of those things. You have no way of making a promise for that. There, It's intangible, subjective, and dependent on a bazillion things. And the truth is, is that the ultimate outcomes that all of our clients want, the feeling of, of, of freedom and having lifestyle freedom and having choices and feeling like they're not overwhelmed and like they're making, you know, whatever amount of money they want to make so that they can like take care of themselves and do the things and have the lifestyle and have success and get to the next level and get, you know, the promotion and get the raise or whatever the people want feel healthier, like their body, um, feel like they're, you know, feel hot (laughs) and attractive and all of that, right? Um, Have energy, like feel what they want. Like we, we really, really cannot know if anyone's getting those outcomes unless we create some sort of physical, tangible and real markers descriptions and containers for that to op- for, to operate within so that there's something measurable and our job is to is to help other people to be able to look for how will they know right how will they know if they're finally feeling happy or if their anxiety has subsided or if they're you know you know what 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 will be happening for you when you're not overwhelmed? What will you be doing that you're not doing now? What will you be, what becomes possible for you when you're, when you have solved these problems that you're coming to me and saying that you want to solve? What will you be doing instead? How will I know if you're getting results? These are the questions that we have to be able to not only ask our clients for real when they're working with us, but we need to be able to make up or surmise, I should say, some of the answers to these questions in order to create our marketing and messaging. What will I be doing? Well, I'll be putting myself out there more. I'll be more visible. I'll be showing up on social media. I'll be writing a book. I'll be putting out that program I kept saying I would put out. I'd be having more discovery calls. I would be, um, I would be, you know, if I'm a health coach, maybe I am going to say I'd be, you know, losing weight or I'd be waking up every day and, and exercising for 10 minutes, or I'd be wearing the clothes that make me feel really amazing, or I'd be, um, making plans to do things, you know, that I, that I really want to do, but have been holding back from doing because of insecurity or confidence. Um, I'd be right. So what, what would someone be doing when they're getting the outcomes that they want and the desires and what becomes more possible for them as a result of that. These are the kinds of questions that we have to be willing to ask ourselves and our clients when we start working with them in order to articulate and get really clear in our messaging and calling in the right people. 
How is this problem impacting your life right now? What's happening when you wake up in the morning? What are you not doing on any given day that you'd like to be doing? Or what are you not doing? Or what are you doing? What are you doing that you would like to not be doing? And what aren't you doing that you'd like to be doing? What is the experience that you're having that you're not liking? And what are you willing to do differently to change it? Everything that we can help people do is to do something different. Now, we can also help them to be who they need to be in order to do that thing. But in order to be who we need to be, we still need to feel like we are able to quantify that by saying, when I'm being who I really want to be, these are the actions that I'm taking. These are the thoughts that I'm having. These are the things that I'm telling myself. This is what I'm believing. And it needs to be tangible. So here's something that I'm going to give you as an exercise to do, okay? I want you to do, there's two things. Number one has to do with the problems and pain points. And the second one has to do with the outcomes, okay? So the first exercise I'm going to give you, and this is if you just want to get better and better at your messaging and marketing. The first thing that I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to ask you to make a list, not only of the pain points, problems, and struggles that your clients have and that you are really good at solving, like amazing at solving, that your program is designed to solve, okay? And what I want you to do is I want you to go through each of those problems and I want you to write what I call lifestyle scenarios for how that that problem or those problems are impacting your client's everyday life. Okay, so struggling to lose weight, is that person getting up and standing in front of the refrigerator for like at all times of day, thinking that they're hungry and needing a snack? Are they having a hard time figuring out how to change their routine and schedules that they get more rest or that they get more, right? Like how is, how is the problem showing up in everyday life? The problem is causing some sort of immediate undesirable lifestyle situation. And I want you to dig deep and literally get granular and specific. And you might feel like you're making up these like really specific scenarios. But what I promise you is if you then turn around and use any of those specific scenarios in a marketing message, whether you're verbally saying it or putting it on a landing page or writing it as a social media post, you are going to get way more engagement, way more like attraction than you are right now. So I want you to literally like write down what are your clients doing that are sabotaging them that are getting in their way? What are they not doing that if they were only doing it, they could, you know, like have their problem solved or like, what are they, sorry, I want to say something different. What are they not doing that is contributing to their pain and suffering. So what are they doing that's contributing to their problems? And what are they not doing that's contributing to their problems? And how is it impacting their everyday life? 
So if I'm, if I'm, my niche is like a hectic mom running around all day long, chauffeuring, doing carpool, um, driving everybody while also trying to like do her X, Y, and Z, there's a good chance that finding time for her own exercise is a big problem. There's a a possibility that like that is interfering with her ability to make good meals for the family or herself. And getting really specific about a day in the life of that person and what she encounters that make her not feel good, that stress her out. So then instead of saying, I'm going to help you with your overwhelm and stress, you're going to get more specific with like what, how that overwhelm and stress is showing up in her life. I'm going to make sure, I'm going to help you, right, solve the problem of not making like good meals for your family and sitting down at a table to eat them. That is really specific. That's a problem that she's having and it's being caused by overwhelm and poor time management. But you're going to get more specific with like how that is really impacting her and her life. So you're going to do that for as many of the pains and struggles that your clients are having as possible. You're going to keep going deeper and going, so, so how is this really impacting them? What's really going on? What are they not doing? What are they not taking action on because of it? How are they really suffering? And then you're going to do what I, this I love. It's an outcome timeline. And what I want you to do is I want you to draw, make an outcome timeline for your ideal client. And it's going to start with what would they like and what would be happening for them if they could have their ideal outcomes three to five years from now? That's going to be where you're more likely to be able to talk about those outcomes that are like the big ones. Like they're going to have time freedom. They're going to have two months off for vacation. They're going to um, be living in like the, the right climate for them. They're going to have moved. They're going to have, you know, optimized like their, their, their existence. They're going to be doing a career that they love. Like, okay. But if they're coming to you today to solve all of these problems, they're not going to get that, those outcomes within the scope of your work together if what you're doing is selling a three-month or a six-month or even a year-long program. So I want you to be able to say, what are the outcomes that will become possible for your clients three to five years from now if they start working with you and doing the work, the immediate work that they need to do today? Then you're going to go, and what outcomes could they have a year from now? What desired outcomes could your clients have a year from now? What would they be doing? What would they be thinking? What would they be feeling? And what has become possible for them at that point that's not possible right now because they're not taking the right actions yet? They haven't reworked the wiring yet. They haven't shifted the mindset yet. Then you're going to go, what outcomes would could my clients be getting six months from now? Like tangible, real outcomes. They're doing something different. They're taking a different action. They're getting some outcomes. What are those measurable key performance indicators? 
How will you know if your client is less overwhelmed? How will you know if your client has uncovered more of their inherent like ability to feel happiness and joy? What caused that? What obstacle is removed and how? How are they all of a sudden getting to feel this emotion that they wanted to feel? They've got to be doing something different to have that. Those are the key performance indicators. Those are the physical, tangible, and real outcomes. What's possible for them three months from now? If they were really walking through your program, what would they be doing differently? What would become possible for them? Can't be the same thing as three to five years from now. Can't even really be the same thing as one year from now. And I think that this is a major problem with for so many people is being able to tease apart these desires and these outcomes and speak really candidly, physically, tangibly, and real about, about the order of things or what you can really help people to start doing and what what outcomes they can truly get, what changes will they be experiencing that will then make that happiness, that joy, that freedom, that lightness, that self-love, that that all of those things that we know our people want, that success, that like self-confidence, that that like knowing, that empowerment, that power, what will they be doing in order to be feeling those emotions and experiencing those things. They're not just going to have those things spontaneously erupt without action and without shifts. And so when you can tell someone, this is what you're, this is what I help people do, right? So if, if, if you're coming to me and you want a multiple six figure business, And when you come to me, you're making $10,000 so far. I'm not going to talk to you about the multiple six-figure business today. I'm going to tell you, well, you can have a multiple six-figure business, but this is what you're going to have first. First, you're going to create clients at an investment that feels good to you. And we're going to start adding up like, how many clients do you need at the investment that you're charging to make your first six figures? And what do we have to put in place to indicate that we're on the right track to you making six or multiple six? Well, you have to be talking to people. You have to be putting yourself out there. You have to be having discovery calls. You have to have a clear offer. So do you see what I mean? If you're working with me and I'm going to tell you six months from now, you're going to know your offer you're going to know your message. You're going to know how to talk to the people that you're meant to work with. You're going to know how to nail a discovery call. Those are four tangible physical outcomes that I know I can help you to get in order for you to then have it become possible for you to make multiple six or seven figures. So being able to get really clear and tangible and physical and real about like what problems you're really solving. If someone wants a multiple six-figure business and they are not creating clients, the first problem that I have to help them solve is why they're not creating clients. The problem that I need to help them solve is not how to scale their business. 
Now, if someone's coming to me and they're already making uh, six figures, but they can't break past that to multiple six figures, right? Then I am solving a different problem. I'm looking at their business and them and what they're doing. And I'm going to ask myself, what's the problem that's getting in the way of them making multiple six figures? What is the obstacle or what do they need to do? What's the action that they're not taking that they need to take? Right? So I'm, So I want you to do this timeline exercise. I love the timeline exercise because you just keep going backwards, right? What will be happening three to five years from now, a year from now, six months from now, three months from now, one month from now, one week from now, one day from now, when they're doing what differently, what will they be doing differently? And when they're doing that thing differently, what becomes possible for them? Oh, and when that becomes possible for them, then what? Oh, when you solve that problem, then what gets to happen? And I want you to play that game. I want you to play that game. And you can play that game with the problems too. Oh, so what's the problem? How's it showing up in your life? And what's so bad about that? And when that's happening, what's it keeping you from doing? Or like, what is, what do you, what do you think is, you know, what do you think you're not doing because you're having that problem. How do you think that's getting in your way? What would you be doing if you didn't have that problem? You need to apply those questions to a made-up client or a real client if you can and figure out the answers to those questions so that you can turn around and use that level of specificity in your messaging and your marketing. I promise you it'll change everything. Do you need that level of specificity to just go out and talk to people and meet people in real life? Not necessarily. But to promote yourself online, to promote yourself anywhere, to have a website, to write content of any kind, to create like specific value for a specific subset of people so that they can find you, identify themselves with you and decide to work with you. Yes, you do need to be doing that. So um, I'm going to wrap this up. Those are the things that I want you to think about. It's like when I picture it, I picture it being this sort of like, go, like I picture myself just sitting there saying to you, go deeper go deeper. And then what? And then what? And then what becomes possible? And then what's happening? What's happening when you're having that? What's happening when you're doing that? What happens next? And then what? And then what? Why is that so bad? What's the worst part about it? How is it interfering with your day? Tell me what happens during your day that like that that thing is interfering with. When you're feeling X, what are you, what is it keeping you from doing? This is how granular we want to be in our marketing and messaging. So you can, if you don't have clients yet, you have to do this with yourself and answer the questions. Use a model. You know the answers to this because you wouldn't have chosen to work with this niche or your people if you didn't know these answers. That's how you'll call them in. 
that's how people will go, oh, she's or he or they are the go-to person for X. That's what they specialize in. They get me. They're going to be able to help me because they already understand me. That's what your marketing and messaging should be. All right. That's what I have for you today. It was a little intense. I feel a little intense. I feel like I went, I got really intense in there. That's what happens when I start feeling something and I'm seeing it everywhere. And then I just can't wait to come in and record. All right. So um, I would love to hear from you. I always ask this, but like, please like shoot me a message or an email. If there's something that I, that that you would like you know me to make an episode on, or if you have a question for me, we're coming up on our hundredth episode soon. And I have this dream that I want it to be an episode where like, where you guys contribute to it. But I, all I can do is keep asking. So I'm going to keep asking. Let me know if you have some, like, I want to make that hundredth episode, like, like where I answer your questions and hear from you and stuff. So the time would be now. The time would be now. Okay. Um, sending you all the loves. I'll be in your headphones next week. Um, and that's it. Bye. so much for listening to Passionate and Prosperous with me, Stacey Brass Russell. If you like what you're listening to, please make sure you're following or subscribing. And if you're on Apple, that's the little plus sign on the top right so that you get notified when new episodes drop every Wednesday. As always, I'm sending you love and high vibes. And remember, life is hard and there's always something you can do about it. Mm-hmm.